Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) So happy to be with you. We're doing our final show of February. And so we're doing our um, last show of the call-in relationship questions. It's been great. We've had such great questions this month. I know people really appreciate it. Um, I, I used to listen to a lot of things where spiritual teachers would be answering questions. I really got a lot out of it. So I I love being able to do it as well. And I am uh, grateful and thankful to connect and join with you right here, right now. And uh, as I have said before, I love to pray. So I like to begin everything with a prayer. So let's do that right this second. And I have learned the value of placing my hand on my heart and opening my awareness to my heart, consciously putting my attention there, taking this breath of love and gratitude, centering in, taking this moment to do this along with the prayer, even just for 90 seconds, tuning inward like this. The heart math people have scientifically proven that it raises and boosts our immune system for about six hours. And conversely, when we get angry or upset and we don't follow it with this calming, centering, turning in breath, then uh, it will diminish our immune system for six hours. So our Consciously tuning within is such a powerful tool that we all have, no matter what, we all have it. So we take this breath of love and gratitude right now, gratefully and thankfully opening our awareness to the higher Holy Spirit self. We're consciously attuning to the infinite. We're declaring that we're willing and interested in being truly helpful, being guided and led. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to unlimited, unprecedented wisdom, intelligence, intuition. We are grateful and thankful to lay down the burdens of playing small and feeling left out, feeling hurt and jealous and diminished. We are grateful and thankful to recognize that love is real, love is forever, love is our true identity. We're already perfect, whole, and complete, and we are opening our mind to an awareness of this truth and sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We're entering into holy relationships. We're giving the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. We don't have to figure out how. We learn to allow. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And our topic this week is Miraculous Relationship Healing, which I've experienced a lot of. And uh, I'm going to take questions in just a moment, but I, I thought I would give an example of uh, my one of my many experiences of Miraculous Relationship Healing. And it comes always with the willingness to let go of trying to control, trying to manipulate. It comes with the willingness to open my mind to the guidance of the higher Holy Spirit self. So one of the teachings of A Course in Miracles is to begin every day with saying to that higher Holy Spirit self, you decide for me. You lead me and guide me to what's best for me to choose as activities. What am I to eat? What am I to say? It's it's the, 
it's that which is also embedded really in the uh, truly helpful prayer, which is the My Purpose prayer on page 28 in the text where it says, I am here only to be truly helpful. And I don't have to wonder or worry about what to say because, or what to do or where to go because the Holy Spirit's going to guide me all the way this day. And I can trust that. I can rely on that. And when we're willing to really learn to do that, to be the one who follows the lead of the higher self, remembering that the Holy Spirit, the higher self, is our true self. So it's not uh, the idea of something outside of us guiding us, but our own best interests are guiding us. So uh, A Course in Miracles in the workbook, Jesus says, you don't even know what will make you happy. You know, you really think up is down and down is up because you think that... uh, exacting revenge on people and teaching other people a lesson and um, letting them know what you really think and these kinds of things are going to make you happy, but they won't make you happy. So stop thinking you know what will make you happy. Even if you think that what will make you happy is a new house, a new car, a new job, a new spouse, a new body, a makeover. You think all these things are going to make you happy. Just give all those ideas up completely and just allow yourself to be led and guided by love. And that is the most challenging thing for us to learn to do because it's really unhooking the attachment to the ego. So, uh, I I won't go into great detail because it's just not valuable, but um, I've had so many miraculous relationship healing experiences because I only had special relationships. I had special relationships with my parents, with my brother, with my sister-in-law, with every member of my family without question, and I had special relationships with every single friend, with every boyfriend, everyone. So I've really allowed the Holy Spirit to make my relationships holy, and I'm so, so glad I did. And uh, one of the things that people ask all the time is, how do I know when to let this relationship go? And, uh, you know, when it's driving me crazy, when I can't stand it, when I want to kill them, is that when I let it go? I say, let it go to the Holy Spirit. Just let the Holy Spirit be in charge. But you see... It's not enough to just say that. Just saying that isn't actually doing a whole lot. It's a start because it's a demonstration of willingness. But really, A Course in Miracles, it's a little bit sneaky. It says your little willingness is all that is required. However, if you would like to fast-track your happiness, your healing, your uh, releasing all the grievances, then... A, a real strong willingness, a total willingness, being all in is uh, going to fast track and speed things along. And so what that means is that you give that special relationship, that ego-based relationship, that uh, conditional relationship to the Holy Spirit to make it holy, and then many, 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 many times each day, most likely, at least in my experience, you're going to get prompts from the Holy Spirit to let go of your attachments to how you think it should be, what the form is that it takes. Now, let's say you're a parent and you're transforming the holy relationship, uh, the special relationship into a holy relationship with your child. So you, the form it takes might mean, well, we have dinner every Sunday or whatever it is you think it, that relationship should look like. You, you have to let go of that form. And that that's where the ego is like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure I know what good relating is. It means we talk three times a week. It means they come to my birthday party. It means they let me host Thanksgiving. Whatever it is that you think is 
part of your holy relationship. You have to let all attachments go. Now, you don't have to let the love go because love's not an attachment, but you have to let go of all the forms that you think are critical to the happiness. You have to say, well, if they want to travel the world for two years and not communicate with me at all, I, I'm i going to let that go. I'm going to know the truth. I'm going to be guided by the Holy Spirit. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And, uh, you know, you, you might not like it, but being willing to say nothing bad is happening, nothing wrong is happening. And so for me, I was in a special relationship with a boyfriend of mine, and um, I knew that we needed to shift this relationship. It was not, it was not holy. It was ego. And that that was really hard on me because I just was not happy in the relationship. Uh, Lots of love, totally mutual love, but all kinds of ego stuff. You know, you should do this, you should do that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And I finally saw the wisdom of giving the Holy Spirit the whole kit and caboodle, the whole relationship, and I just said, okay, I need a break from this relationship. I need to wipe the slate clean energetically and get refreshed and renewed and then see where we go from there. I just need a break. And (laughs) wouldn't you know that literally within days uh he what had an opportunity that took him outside of the country and um for months maybe i don't remember now it was a few months and um that was so perfect it was so perfect and because it happened right after I said, okay, I need a break. I know that's what I need. I don't know how to make that happen. I don't want to say, look, I don't want to talk to you for a few months or a month. I, I, I didn't want to say any of those things. But it miraculously, because I changed my mind about what I needed, and I said, okay, I don't need anything here. I need a break. That's what I need. That's what I feel like I need. Holy Spirit, you know, I'm giving it all to you. You you do whatever you need to do to to support us in having a holy relationship. And so that was so healing for us. It broke the cycle and the pattern that we were in. And that was great. So... But, you see, if I thought, oh, boy, what if we're apart and he meets someone else uh, or just any kind of thing, if I had had all those attachments, it would have been nightmarish for me. But I just said, I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit. And it happened so fast. And I have found that when I really mean it, things do happen so, so fast. And I see this happening with so many people in my classes. So... Be willing, be supremely willing to go for the highest and best. It's it's such a great, great step when we can say, I don't know what anything is for. I don't know what will make me happy. Holy Spirit, you know what everything is for. You know what will make me happy. Go for it. Make me happy. <laughs> Help me learn. I'm willing to learn. So, that that was a just a one of many 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 examples of a miraculous thing that shifted the energy and it brought forth so much healing which of course brought forth more love more love more love yay for love okay so we've got um Narjus uh writing in hello beauty jenny it is me again Thank you for your invitation to unconditional love. I know it's not really the argument of today, but how actually you start to love yourself unconditionally and in relation to other. How you know you are surrendering to true and unconditional love and not to your ego. But most of all, how you surrender to holy love. Thanks. And I hope to be able to join you in some workshops soon in in a while. I thank you for your answers to my questions. Bless you and love. Narjus. All right. So 
Ah, uh, so, okay. Interesting. I, I didn't read these ahead of time. <laughs> because I just want to, I just trust that the Holy Spirit is going to come through me and I don't need to prepare because I'm here to be truly helpful and the Holy Spirit's going to lead me and guide me. So, um, it's interesting that we're talking here about that surrender to unconditional love. Uh, so how do, do you know you are surrendering to true and unconditional love and not to your ego? Well, that's an easy question because I have learned that when I'm surrendered and when I am in my heart, living in my heart, and committed to releasing the attachments, I'm at peace. That's how you know. So when there's no peace, then you know there are attachments. Attachments in the form of thinking you know how it should be, you know how it shouldn't be. If you think you know how it should or shouldn't be, those are the conditions. So there's no unconditional love. And we all have different beliefs that we're healing right? So some people are healing the belief that it's better to be monogamous. Some people are healing the belief that it's better to be promiscuous or to have multiple partners. Uh, some people are healing the belief that it's better to have lots of sex or little sex. Or some people are healing the belief that um, the relationship has to include these things, can't include that, these things. These are all conditions that we place on our relationships. And uh, I have counseled couples a number of times, and I have been uh, witness to pretty much every couple I have ever counseled, uh, whether it's counseling them preparing for their marriage, their wedding, or just counseling them in their relationship generally, that very few, I, I, I don't think I've ever met a couple that had really talked about their relationship. And I remember um, seeing the wonderful poet David White, uh, the Irish poet, speak at a conference, I don't know, 15 years ago. And he told a story of how when he was first married, um, maybe 30 years prior to this talk that he gave, he said when we were first married, right in the first week, my wife wanted to talk about the relationship. So I was like, oh, great, okay, cool. So we sat down, we had to talk about the relationship, and that was great. I appreciated it. And then the next week, my wife said, hey, I want to have another talk about the relationship. And he said, and I thought, well, we just talked about the relationship last week. I mean, what do we need to talk about it again for? I mean, what we, we're going to have regular talks about our relationship? And he laughed. He said, turns out we are. <laughs> and that's having a healthy relationship. But a lot of people are terrified of having conversations about their relationships. You know, a lot of people will go out on a first date and let's say they are really intent on they'd like to have a marriage and children or they wouldn't like to have marriage and children or whatever their desires are. And they will um, not let these things be known because they feel, oh, this is, uh, I don't want to scare anyone away. Rather, I would rather, if they're not interested in marriage at this point, hope that once they fall in love with me, they would be interested. You know, there's these kinds of things that people do, but I find that really the best thing is just to be upfront and to be clear in loving and gentle ways. So not making demands, but just saying, hey, by the way, you should know I'm really only interested in having a long-term relationship. So if you don't feel that this could lead to a long-term relationship, there's no point in us meeting. 
Um, and people have told me that by saying those things up front, they've had more success in meeting the people who are like-minded and interested in the same things as them. But you see, when we don't love ourselves, we're less likely to talk about those things. So one of the, the keys to having unconditional loving relationship with others is having it with yourself. So let's just take a moment here and look within and see where we might feel that our relationship with ourself is conditional. In other words, can we love ourselves if we gain 50 pounds? Can we love ourselves if we... Uh, trying to think of some kinds of conditions that people have on themselves. Um, can you love yourself if you don't, if you're not employed? Can you love yourself if you don't have children? Can you love yourself if you don't want children? Can you love yourself while you're raising your children? Can you love yourself uh, when you're working out at the gym? Can you be gentle and kind with yourself? Can you encourage yourself or do you talk to yourself with threats? Because I used to talk to myself with threats and I didn't even really realize it. But I, I can remember very distinctly when I lived in Manhattan I used to live at 98th and Broadway. Uh, and by the way, I'm planning to go to Unity uh, Services at Symphony Space this Sunday. Um, so if you're in the New York area, come come join me. It's 11 a.m. Symphony Space. Uh, I believe it's 95th or 6th at Broadway. Um, and then some of us are going to go out to lunch afterwards if you'd like to join. Um uh, so I got distracted by that, but, <laughs> oh, when I lived on 98th street, so, uh, my apartment was on the sixth floor and there was an elevator. So I take the elevator up and I can remember that I had this idea that the ideal thing for me would be to take off my coat and have it over my arm and have my key in my hand turned the correct way to immediately place it into the lock and open the door in order to be efficient. And if I somehow got distracted because I was thinking about something or listening to, back in the day, my Walkman, uh, and I got to the door and I didn't have my key out, in my mind, I had failed because I was wasting my precious time by not having my key ready to insert in the lock the minute I got to the door. And I, I had to take my coat off ahead of time, too, so I didn't have to waste time once I got in the apartment taking my coat off because there was all that time in the elevator where I was doing nothing. I needed to be productive during the elevator ride. I kid you not. So that was how low my self-esteem was, that if I failed at certain things like this, I would literally feel like a failure. So I began to recognize that I actually didn't like myself. I hated myself. And I, I saw later that it was the ego that I hated. It was the ego hating itself, literally. And... Uh, I hated the personality that I had formed. My ego hated my ego personality. Crazy, but that's how it goes with egos. And um, only the ego can hate itself. <laughs> it's crazy. And so uh, letting all of these things go was loving myself and starting to speak to myself with darling and sweetheart, started taking doing retreats with Thich Nhat Hanh and taking a page out of his book and calling myself Darling and Sweetheart uh, was helpful to me. So loving myself unconditionally was when I did something 
that in the past I would have chastised myself for, now I could say, it's all right, darling. Everybody spills the milk sometimes. It's not a big deal. There's nothing wrong happening. And I started to see that every time I made what could be considered a mistake or an error, I had an opportunity to love myself. And because I was choosing to love myself and express love, then because I had made the error, there was actually more love being expressed in the world than if I hadn't made an error because the error was calling love into my awareness and my focus, and I was actively energizing love. So very cool. Indeed. Very, very cool. You know, one thing I would like to um, say is that uh, I've done many, many episodes of this radio show. I think this is the 277th or something like that episode uh, in the last five and a half years. And uh, many are on relationship. And uh, a lot of times I've done the month of February specifically focused on relationship. And you can easily download all the episodes or have access to them totally for free, of course, through podcasting. I know that not everybody knows about podcasting, but it's pretty simple and it's great. If you have a smartphone, you probably have a podcast app. If you have an Apple iPhone, you definitely have a podcast app. You can get a podcast app for Stitcher if you're on an Android and you can search for this podcast. And then it's so easy to have all the episodes. And what's really nice is, for instance, we're recording this live. Tuesday morning, uh, U.S. time, uh, and in, oh, three, four, five hours, the, uh, the recording will be posted in the podcast, and if you have the podcast app, I know mine does, it tells me, oh, there's a new episode of the radio show, so you don't have to go searching for it or wonder. Um, if you do subscribe to the podcast or you go to iTunes or you go to Stitcher to access these broadcasts, would you take an extra minute and write a review? The more reviews, the more that Stitcher and iTunes show the radio show to people who are searching for things. So that's one of the best ways to pay it forward is to write a review. I appreciate it very much when you do that. We all do. And it's time for me to take a break and come back with more questions. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And we're talking about miraculous relationship healing. When And, and just before uh, the break, talking about self-love, self-love is the focus that, to me, I see humanity working on this year. This is what we're doing. We're loving ourselves. Because people ask me all the time, uh, I, I get so many people writing to me and asking me about how to deal with how they feel about politics and the election, a tremendous amount of upset. And um, some people would prefer I didn't talk about it at all. Um, and I get that too. So I'm, I'm trying to be respectful of everybody's point of view. But what I see is that when we're upset with other people, 
whatever the relationship with. It could be someone you see on television or it could be someone in your family. It doesn't really matter how involved you are with them personally. When you're upset by anything in the world, it's for us to change our mind about the world uh, and to also be willing to really look at what's really going on. I, I think one of the biggest uh, time wasters, because Course Miracles does talk about time wasting and uh, wasting time, both. Um, one of the big time wasters is when we set ourselves up for we've we've got that special relationship and it's not happy making and we're unhappy in it and we think it should be different we think the other person should be different we should be different uh, and it could be a relationship that we have with the guy at the store it could be a relationship we have with our coworker but we somehow make up our mind that the best thing to do is to disengage then and this is what it talks about in the healed relationship in chapter 17. Our higher self, which is our true self, we have put so much energy into giving ourselves this gift of this relationship that pushes our buttons. And yet, we're walking away from it. Like it's all set up to help us release our attachments, our cravings, our aversions, our addictive and compulsive mental, emotional, physical tendencies, and we turn and walk away from it. And then we just have to start all over again. Oi, oi, oi. I see that all the time. So miraculous relationship healing comes when we say, I don't know what anything is for, but this relationship is here to help me. And I am not walking away from it in my mind and in my heart because it's here to help me. Everything is working together for my good. So it triggers me, therefore it can be helpful to me. So not that we live in a state of trigger. No, 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 that's not loving. But we say every time we start to become uh, very vigilant every time we get triggered aha what is this for this is for my healing i'm choosing healing holy spirit i'm calling for my healing help me to have my healing now now we don't have to understand it we don't have to make sense of what's going on we don't have to understand where did the trigger come from how long have we had it who put it there uh, with none of that is valuable to us the only thing that's really valuable is saying i am willing to have a healing, right? It's that prayer at the end of chapter 5 that, oh, I must have decided wrongly because I'm not at peace. I'm going to give the Holy Spirit all the consequences of my wrong decision. I'm going to choose peace right now. Holy Spirit, make it so. Thank you so much. And we're not trying to control and manipulate things ourselves. All right, we've got someone calling in on the phone, raising their hand here. So I am going to unmute you. Hey there. Oh, hi. Would that be me? That would be you. <laughs> oh, I was waiting to hear a phone number. Hey, it's Elizabeth Myers. It came in on my hey. desk. Yeah, nice, I'm one of your prayer partners. Yeah. And uh, I drop you some notes now and then. It's so great to hear you live. Yeah. Um, well, in, in the idea of relationships, especially with family, um, I just actually got to get on the call a few minutes ago when you were speaking about the triggers and um, remembering that this is our opportunity to remember to bring love into our awareness. And with my dad, who's 97 going on 98, the whole folk, so much of the focus now is um, it's so body identified and I'm looking to to really get, because it's, it's so in my face. I'm right now living with him. We have AIDS around the clock. He keeps falling, and he's starting mm -hmm. to forget. Mm -hmm. And um, everything is so oriented to that body identification, how to fix it, how to keep it up. I'm like, where's his mind going? Um, and then the different opinions that are coming in with all of these different AIDS and therapists and um, 
one of my sisters who's up here and all the different opinions about what to do, how to fix it. He's asking, why is he still here? And the crucifix laying in the, you know, his bedroom and I'm doing, you know, so it's been quite, quite a journey for a year or so to really apply the principles to reaching past the appearances and healing, um, healing, you know, at the greatest core. Mm. And, um, it seems to have almost excavated in these last days. And my challenge um, is so up, even this morning, um, to remember, you know, I'm not identified with the body. So how do I, all of a sudden it's like I have a blank. Um, you know, all of the, you know, like we said, all of the stuff is sort of, sort of like there. Um, so in light of what we're sharing and the true relationship is, your morning prayer said, or one of them recently, about our true self. Um, any words, any insight to how to further um, embrace that in, with all of this going on? <coughs> yes, 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 yes. So, do you see what's going on in terms of what do you think it's? Why is it happening to you? What's what's the the holy purpose here for you, Elizabeth? I fail when you ask that question. <laughs> rooting, <laughs> rooting to the source of my identity. Mm. I, you know, the identity of the family figure, um, the father being my source. My mom mm. passed a number of years ago, which is what ended me up eventually staying here with dad, um, which I thought would be for a few years and by the way, we were also raised in New Jersey, Montclair, where I saw your Power of Love has a oh, home base. Yeah. I know Washington Avenue, girl. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, we have some home base work to do together, apparently, because it's the Power of Love. And when I saw that, I just said, I'm done, I'm done running. Because apparently, even though it's not the original source, which the Course has been huge in me getting to the separation idea and the fear of God and our true self being hidden to ourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so using this as, okay, this is present time healing, you know, with the idea that this is my identity rooted in this, blaming it for this, trying to forgive it for that, um, and seeing beyond, um, and everybody in the family, dad was a doctor, mom was a nurse, talk about body identification. And, um, and and the different things that were coming up from, you know, their thoughts and um, confusing love with worry. It was just always the confusion that to worry about somebody meant somehow you got attention and were loved. So I feel that there's, um, you know, when it says I'm looking only at the past, well, this is definitely the past. Um, mm -hmm. And in that, as it still moves around me, some days are more solid than others. Right. And for some reason, it just feels these last several days, so I'm remaining calm, looking to stay in my heart, saying this is the point, you know, of my, really, of my true healing. Yeah. And I know that as I am lifted up, so of others. So there's that part of me that will get in there and try to fix it and have my opinion about, oh, it should be this way, that way. And also, I'm stepping back, going from my spirit. Um you know, I'll do my quiet time and prayer time and try to release everybody to God's plan. Yeah. And um, my resistance comes from, I don't want to be here. I don't want it to be going on. It makes no right. sense. So the ego starts battling back like, this shouldn't be happening. And um, when I saw yours today with the, the alien face, um, I, I stared at it for a while <laughs> and then I realized, okay, you know, that's it. Let's just dismantle this ugliness because, in truth, there is no ugliness in any relationship. Mm -hmm. And feeling frustrated because I, I know I keep praying for Christ's vision. Mm -hmm. And then when it doesn't come, you know, that pattern of frustration and looking to release it and honor. Um, because I have felt such shifts as I quiet and look to connect him with the souls or just go in quietly. Um, and today there's going to be in about an hour, quite a lot of physical therapists and evaluations and things going on. So I thought how perfect timing to, um, you know, really be poised, you know, with the truth and someone that supports the truth. 
And so that's why I feel like this is a symbol of my original separation, you know, feeling yeah. like here's my concept of um, what the world's about and uh, and of myself in it. And yeah. so that's why, yeah, so I feel I was really brought back to square one where I think it all started. Mm-hmm. And so what... Your healing, of course, is your father's healing. Mm-hmm. So, on one hand, there's you're you're you have this tremendous opportunity to undo these patterns. And the great thing is, Elizabeth, that you don't have to, like I said before the break, you don't have to figure out where they came from, how how long you've had them. None of that is your work to do. It's our work to do is simply to be willing. And I, I did a show about this in January, the the little willingness that yeah. uh, that's all that we can add to the process is our willingness. That's all we have to add. It's all we can add. So just constantly using willingness affirmations. I'm willing to be a loving presence. I'm willing to see clearly. I'm willing to be a beneficial presence. I'm willing to see clearly. I'm willing to have a healing. I'm willing to This. Uh, I mean to me, we don't need 10 different willingness affirmations because it's really, I'm willing to be a loving presence. That covers everything. Oh, if I, something really I feel, as we're saying, the willing, just really came to, to, to my awareness. And it's been more apparent over this last year. And talk about deafness being, because I, I, I'll remember, oh, am I being deaf to the Holy Spirit? Because right. he's to the point of not even being able to hear anything. Mm. But what he has echoed, the more and more he, like last night we had a fall even with an aide here and had to have mm. some help. And he doesn't remember it now. So I thought, oh, it's like not remembering our true self. Let me remember to remember. Holy Spirit, help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did stay rather calm last night and um, stayed in my prayers and, and read truth until I, you know, was able to get some sleep. And then... I, but he has echoed this and yelled this out so many times that he can't do anything by himself, oh. that, he's, that he's miserable, that mm-hmm. he's worthless, and all of these things about, I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah. And he's so frustrated and down on himself. I never mm-hmm. realized how much um, that was within him. So when I hear that, no matter what I try to say and hold, I said, wow. Is that echoing also my gosh? Because if this is my source that's crumbling, um, um, and I'm hearing that, yeah, and it's louder, I said, "Oh my gosh, that's my hole within myself." There you as go. Well. And so uh, 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 that that's a beautiful awareness, Elizabeth. It's really beautiful, and that will help your father too, of course, because all minds are joined. And one thing you can also do, I get very strongly, is, uh, of course, you can tell your father that he doesn't have to do anything to be worth something to you, that he is not worthy of your love, you're not grateful for his life because he's doing anything, you're grateful for him, you love him just because he is. And that's plenty for you. And that you can also uh, start to reflect back to him uh, things you really appreciate about him, about your life, gifts that he gave to you. You know, and just, and so you could say, you know, um, Dad, I really appreciate that um, when I was uh, growing up that you created. Uh, a safe environment for me, if he did, you know, that you you kept a roof over our heads and you really, I, I always knew you were there. Just whatever feels, you know, appropriate for you. I mean, you know, and some people have to really stretch to find something like, oh, I, I remember how much it meant to me when you took us for ice cream. And just start to let him know that, hey, he did a lot already. He doesn't have to do more. Mm-hmm. And, fi- and 
yeah, because, you know, at the end of day, sometimes what really overcomes a lot of people is that they didn't do more, that they weren't more loving, that they weren't more patient, more kind, more generous, less selfish, and they can really go into tremendous amounts of self-recrimination and the and it, it's such a beautiful gift to give to them and say, no, let's, let's talk about the things that are really valuable and what means a lot to me and that I'll always carry with me and what you taught me. So, um, and I'm going to say we're going to need to wrap it up here because I have one more question written in and I'd like to uh, uh, get to that before we close out. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Oh. All right. God bless you and your dad. And we've got Claire writing in from Zurich. Claire's in it to win it. She says, thank you for taking questions. My relationship question today is about what to do when you don't really feel willing to totally have a relationship healing or you feel a lot of resistance. Well, that's what drugs and alcohol are for, Claire. No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. The relationship in question, she writes, is with my ex-husband. There used to be a lot of anger and conflict in almost every interaction between us. We had a lot of interaction because we have two daughters and share custody. Through your Finding Freedom course, it improved to the point where there is very little conflict, which is great, but it feels like a kind of stalemate. And if I am honest with myself, I'm not really interested in it getting better. I'm really reluctant to spend time with him or laugh or even feel good about the years we were married. A small voice keeps pressing me to give it over, but I feel so much resistance. If I'm honest, maybe I'm still angry at him and want to keep punishing him in my mind. Also, while there are no arguments, he still quite often makes nasty side comments about me and how it was my fault that our marriage ended, which part of me agrees with, and I don't like that. Not sure of the way forward. Do I need to fully forgive myself before things will get better? Thanks. Okay, Claire, so... Yes, fully forgive yourself. Use those forgiveness letters. They really help. Uh, so that will release you and him because you share the same mind. So that's number one. And number two, when you feel the resistance, the only thing there is to resist, my dear, is love. Do you really wish to resist love? Because only the ego will withhold love. The spirit is all love, cannot withhold love, can only be love. So when you're feeling as though you're resisting love, you're resisting your awakening. You're resisting being your true self. You're resisting uh, physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing. You're resisting beauty and truth and creativity, you're resisting abundance and prosperity and all kinds of healing. So you can't resist just your ex-husband. You're resisting all the good in life when there's any resistance. So when you notice it, give thanks immediately. Oh, I'm so grateful. I just noticed that I'm resisting. So I must be identified with the ego. Higher Holy Spirit Self, please take these thoughts of resistance and reluctance out of my mind and help me to find the way into the flow of love and feeling comfortable with the flow of love, feeling safe in the flow of love. Remember, the ego doesn't feel safe in the flow of love, but we do. So that's really going to support you and help you. Yes, yes, yes. And then that's going to open up your whole life, particularly for your daughters as well, to more love. Because remember, they're always watching, and it's always do what I do, not what I say. So this will be a great teaching for everyone in the family. And God bless you, and thank you for writing your question in, Claire. Yes, we're going to wrap up here in just a moment. I'd like to um, let everyone know that the... 
early bird special for my retreat, which is just coming up in a couple of weeks, March 16th to 19th, in Garrison, New York, uh, at a beautiful retreat center there, about an hour from New York City. Um, the early bird special expires on Thursday, March 2nd. Uh, so uh, come to this retreat if you're ready to do some emotional clearing, some mental clearing, take out the trash of your 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 grievances if you'd like to do some real deep forgiveness work if you'd like to play and have fun while you're taking out the mental and emotional trash clutter then come along and join us it's the last weekend before the first day of spring so we're going to make a big clear space in our heart and our mind for us to jump into spring with more peace, more love, and more joy. So this is a great way to love yourself free. And I always trust that uh, if you know that it's right for you, it will become clear. And we do have payment plans. We can help you that way. Um, Remember, too, that um, we're still accepting testers for the updated Apple version of the A Course Free A Course of Miracles app and the brand new uh Android version of the A Course of Miracles app. If you'd like to test either of them, write to admin A D M I N at jenniferhadley.com. Also, uh we've got um we're doing the transcripts for all the radio shows and if you have an episode that we haven't posted that you'd like us to do we'll put it at the top of the list for you write to admin at jenniferhadley.com and don't forget i have a daily spiritual espresso and daily prayer you can sign up for that it's totally free and I'm going to pray here. Oh, and we're listener-sponsored radio, so it's your contributions that allows us to uh, hire people to transcribe everything, and um, everything that we do is uh, really funded largely by donations or tuitions from classes, of course. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude, hand on our hearts, so grateful and thankful to call forth miraculous relationship healing for all our relationships. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to let the past go, to be loving now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. I love you. Have an amazing rest of your week. 